Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Lee. How are you? I am great. How are you? Yeah, we're back. Here we are. We took a week off. We did because we went to Madrid to celebrate Mm -hmm. your birthday, continuing to take a vacation. Continuing. In the middle of the deep winter, and it was amazing. I can't tell you the best, that's the best time to take it. January is my favorite month still. I can see why. I just is. My birthday, gosh, Madrid was like 65 degrees. It was like, Oh, it was heaven. It was heaven. Do you like the way I look? Yeah, we will go straight to your outfit. Hey, Liz, where'd you get your new top? <laughs> it's still about me, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, it's never not been. This is the top that we, um, drunken shop. We went drunken shopping, but it was. No, it wasn't at post, all. Wasn't it post dinner? No, it was in the middle of the day when you're no, luggage no, and No, no, and no. Gosh, you don't remember this. This is when we went to. Is this not Zara? No. Oh, jeez. Okay. That was the first day we were walking the streets oh. of the main street right. of Madrid, the Grand Via, yeah. and your luggage was left. It stopped. In Charlotte. It, it never left Charlotte. Yeah. It just and so they stopped. sent it to London, and then it got to Madrid the next day. But right. the first day you were out without your suitcase. So what I'd like to, to go over is you, <laughs> we checked our bags. Yes. yes, we were just going to one place for a week. One yes, place, direct bags. flight to Madrid. Great flight, by the way, from Charlotte to Madrid. Right, yeah. but before, as we were packing, you were like, I'm just, I'm going to trust the airports. <laughs> I'm just going to put everything in here because sometimes you'll put a thing or two that is more sure. valuable. One more. Yeah, like if you've got something like your best pink, you know, leather pants, you're going to put them on your tra- uh, travel, in, in your hand travel. So just in case. And I'm Sure went, enough. They lost it. No, they didn't lose it. No, they they never it. noticed it. I have a yellow bag the size of Kansas. How can they miss? And plus, it was all it had priority, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, right, right by mine. And somebody just looked at it and went, nah, nah, not today. <laughs> they don't have to stay. They don't have to go. But it was great. So we have air tags, which yes. I love. Do that. Um, because right when we got That's off the baggage claim, it mine came and yours was taking a minute, and I was like, oh, air tags, and so. Mine showed that it was in Madrid, and then your show last yeah, in Charlotte. You know, at whatever time in Charlotte, and I was like, "Well, your phone just needs to refresh. Like, we're in a new country." Yeah, no, no, no still no, in no, Charlotte. No. So I went right to the desk, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we got a notification," and yes. it went. I mean, considering this is American Airlines, which you know, at least they got it to me. Yeah, really quickly, and they sent yeah. it to the hotel. So I mean, I remember forty-eight hours. No, it didn't. I remember. I'll tell the story the proper way. What? No, let me tell you. You, I remember the day it when it's like, like if your luggage was lost or didn't make it, you had to go back to the airport and pick it up, right? Oh no, 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 no! Not when you're priority. They they deliver it. They do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. So yes, that was a Monday. You're just and not used to riding with no, you. No, know. So on Monday you didn't have your suitcase, and then yeah. we did the big sleep on. Yeah, it's like twelve hours. Monday we get that hard. and woke up at like eleven a.m. to the knock on the door, and he, there was the big yellow suitcase. So that <laughs> wasn't bad. No, yeah, yeah, no, it was that great. Was not no, bad. no, no. I, I, I will give American Airlines some real. Well, you don't have to, but let's just. Oh, again, I got it to me. I just think, who is the guy in the baggage handler that goes? 
you know, that yellow case, let's just leave it in the corner. Just leave it there. Yeah, they don't need that. Um, but back to the shopping. <laughs> because I was lazy, I've had, what, 12 hours of sleep? Was this when I had all that stuff? No. Jeez, you got I, it all wrong. If you would just let me tell what happened and you can add your two cents, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, you just know talking and I'll just day. You get there in Madrid really early. So we it's luckily, I mean, praise to our hotel. They had our room ready, but we had breakfast, yeah. went to our room, it's and true. that was phenomenal. Had a quick nap, went to the spa because we're still going first class. And then we walked around the afternoon, and that's when you got that shirt that you're wearing. <sighs> but I never tried it on. I no, do you may. Tell them. Okay. So when we're Tell shopping, I'm like, well, I have no idea where my luggage will be here. So why don't I buy something? So I pick out all these things and I'm just like, I'm, I hate to try on clothes. If I buy almost everything I ever buy, I never try on. I'm like, first of all, I know my size. Right. I mean, when you live this long, you know your size. <laughs> and so I said, Lee, so Lee goes, no, it. Me? Were you you didn't even have to ask. I said, well, just go try this on, okay? No, you didn't. I said, you want me to try this on for you, don't you? Yeah. I said, yes. Because nothing screams January in Madrid more than a one-shoulder <laughs> sleeveless black vest. Because, <laughs> you know, even though we had significantly the best weather ever, I, it, it was it was perfect <laughs> weather. It was 65 degrees every day, sunny. And I'm like, I, I need a one-shouldered kind of, you know, Cool vest. You didn't need it. You just found something you liked because you didn't have your you luggage it on. It looked great on your body. I was no, like, it didn't. It was too big because look at our boobs. No. Okay. First of all, it fit beautifully on no, your body. No, it didn't. Okay. Whatever. I looked at it and I went, that'll fit my body. <laughs> That's what happened. I put it on when we got back to the hotel room. Apparently, my, my buzambas are a little bit bigger than yours. And it's a little tight across the chest, but I've got it on now. So don't come in close. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Yeah. But that was your first purchase on the first mm. night. Oh, it was so much fun. And yes. we found a few other things. It was fun to find a few yeah. um, off the beaten path. I guess they're Spanish brands or boutiques. Yeah. Like nothing right. that you would know, except for we did do one quick Zara haul. We did Zara. That's <laughs> right. That was the night after we'd been out to dinner. A cocktail or so. Yeah. But, um, but no, in, in praise of Madrid, and the only other place in Spain I've ever been was Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And... I, it, the, the, it is the, here comes your travel log. It is the okay. friendliest, friendliest city in the whole world. Now, I haven't seen everybody in the whole world, <laughs> and I've been, I'm sure I'm wrong. For me, of all the places I've been, and I've been to a lot of big cities in the world. Right. It was the, the every, from the moment you get off the airplane to the moment you walk into your hotel, whatever you're doing, the taxis, mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. the friendliest human beings on the planet, and the, the, the money. I mean, it was so inexpensive and we were first class. And so shopping for me was like, wait a minute. That's the other good thing about January. You're running oh, into sales. It wasn't even just sales. I know, but no, still. Their full prices were a quarter of what we, we pay here. And their fashion is kind of cool and different and sort of Spanish. I mean, there's sort of like, that's, that's well, I mean, okay, think I just think it's just kind of bold and passionate and kind of like more practical. I mean, but let no frills. There right. are no frills right. in Spain. Zero. It's all about structure lines, and clean, colors, which is my favorite thing. Yeah. Comfort. I mean, people are walking the city mm -hmm. and they'll have cool shoes on. Yes. And everyone, like, it's a vibe that kind of looks the same, like yeah. big city walking right. layers, but nobody looks 
quite the same. Yeah, they're all structured. They're all, they're my style. Yeah, they're my style. You know, take your frills and go somewhere else, but not in Madrid. And I loved it. So, and I remember being in Barcelona and shopping and not liking the fashion at all. Hmm. So it's interesting. I don't know if that's just Madrid or what. Right. And that was a while ago. Yeah, that too. was in Barcelona. That was a while ago. That was probably 10 years ago. No, but I agree on the friendliness. And I mean, the, from the airport where people can get a little stodgier inside all day, I thought it was just lovely and clean. Yes. And then the minute you get in the taxis, I loved them. They were all white mm -hmm. and, and clean. like hybrids. Yes. You know? Yes. The cab drivers were friendly. The cars were clean and mm -hmm. easy. And I would say Madrid's our easiest because we did a lot of capital cities last summer. Definitely the easiest walking city. Oh, my gosh, yes. We, we walked every single day. And we made the comment that no one was fat. I mean, there was, I'm just going to say it, no one was fat. No one was obese. No one, I mean... Listen, every single time we sat down for lunch, we had bread and, you know, lots of, there was lots of meats and pork and all these great foods, which we need to talk about also. <laughs> and that Lee kind of freaked out about, but I mean, lots of interesting, lots of food. But again, we're in Europe. There's a different standard. There's not the FDA, which lets all kinds of chemicals and antibiotics and horrible things get into our food system that makes us all fat and sick. They don't have that in Europe and they certainly don't in Spain. And uh, we had some real interesting <laughs> dinners, and Lee kept going, oh, we have to go to, the, you want to tell them about your experience at one of the best restaurants in Madrid? Sure. <laughs> or do oh you not? I mean, no, I do. Okay, so what we're going to do also is kind of do like our travel recap, not like a guide, but what mm -hmm. we did and enjoyed or any comments or whatever, and we're going to link that to Liz's blog this week yes. so that you have like a little reference point. So let mm -hmm. me start by saying, back up before we get to the food. Right. Of course, we used travel agent friend Lucy Williams, who mm -hmm. we talk about all the time, mm -hmm. and you've just got to understand why that's so important. We did yes. not do a guided tour. We did not do cars. We did not do anything mm -hmm. like that. We just went to the airport, got a taxi, went to the hotel. But the hotel, you know, first of all, we stayed at a very nice hotel. We just tell them what it was. Mandarin Oriental Ritz. Ritz. So you got the Mandarin Ori Oriental and a Ritz that was yes. redone two years ago. Yeah, it was from 1913 originally. It was or built. Even. Yeah. yeah. And it was pristine. Yes. And that's where the service, service was just off the hook. But yeah. you go in January, plus you stay there for a week. We got... Um, Every third night, the fourth night is free. Mm -hmm. So of the six nights, two of them were, were free. free. So it just, anyway, it made so much sense to stay there. Because we usually don't do like a big splurge splurge. We'd mm -hmm. be more on the boutique level. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was our hotel. Highly recommend. She's got other ones in the city that are also great. But we went with that. And then the beauty of booking for a travel agent, one, it's like the hotel knows you. They're expecting mm -hmm. you. They have a connection with you. It was your birthday. And they sent like cake and balloons. Cake every day, and twice a day. Two days in champagne. We walked into the cake, and y'all know I don't eat sugar. Right. I ate the cake both times because it we was did try it. Incredible. It was so good. But we walked in the second night, and they had taken, they had a seven in a gold balloon. They had taken a C and like stretched <laughs> it, so it made a zero. And was awesome. that was just when we walked in from being out at night, was in our room. It was really special. They knew us. And right. Every, all the staff knew us. Mm -hmm. It was really, really special. So that makes that special. Plus, you get the free upgrade. So we went from like a regular room to a junior suite. With right. Just because. And then um, 
Every breakfast was well, free. just because of Lucy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. And then a $100 resort credit, which we immediately used at the spa. So it's like you can't not do that. Right. Okay? So, so just another towel. So anyway, we'll include all the details in this the blog. blog post. But I will say about the food. <laughs> I, I love it. Ex- you I'm know, just going to say that. Research and travel. So there's one place mm-hmm. called Sala de Despierre. Which is hard as hell to get into. Right. It's very hard to get into. And for some reason, I was tired and almost didn't go. Right. But then I said, well, I know, I asked the concierge and he said, there's something going on in town and you're not going to be able to get a reservation enough. Because it's your number one or two restaurant in town. So I recommend you go. And so I said to you, I'm going without you. And she was like, let's go, mount up. I'm yeah. in. No, I mean, yeah. no, all you have to say is, I'm going to do it without you. Without and you. I'm just, I, I rallied. I was just tired. I was always jet lagged. But then I, the party started. We got <laughs> there, the party started. These people put us in the best table in the whole restaurant. It's just dramatic. It's just, I am Spanish. I'm coming back from Madrid and they are all dramatic and very bold. And so we sit in this great table. This guy that's probably my age or something just comes over and he's got all these menus and this, that, and the other. And we just sort of go, yeah, let's have that menu, which didn't realize it had like 10 courses. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Because we already had our giant mm-hmm. ornaments lunch, which we did every single day. And every single, okay, I'm going to let you do the description because you're going to be better. But every single dish came sort of like walking across the table, <laughs> like a live animal, you know, mm-hmm. like... It wasn't cooked. It was raw. It, they cooked or they seared it at your table. It was so healthy. I mean, I had raw beef. We had raw every, tuna. tuna. We had raw everything, you know, which is, it was high grade. It was yes. delicious. But it was something that your palate, it was palate not ready for. Apparently, it was oh, not so simple. You were like, um, could you? No, I didn't. I just wanted to. Goodness. No, but it is true. I mean, it's a gastronomic experience Mm -hmm. where there are a couple tables and then kind of a bar space. So you're actively working with them. And it was, I guess one was a piece of bacon and then maybe an egg yolk on top of something. Mm -hmm. And they torched one side of the bacon, the other, then split it and rolled it in half. Mm -hmm. One for you, one for me. And I was like, Oh, and that one. Like, your bacon egg. was better cooked. So I just put it in my mouth and was like, that is a texture I can't get behind. <laughs> uh, anyway. I couldn't do it. That's all right, though. That's but there right. were so many, many delicious. Like, well, I know it was delicious, and some of it I couldn't right. handle. And, and, and delicious, and we're not going to stay on the food too long because there's so much. But the very first sign, also, you did this. <laughs> Lee this booked us into the oldest known restaurant in the whole wide world. And the guy took us on the tour from like, what, the 1500s? Am I correct? Yeah. From the 1500s, we, we went through the whole thing. Then we sat down to <laughs> like a bone with some fat on it and some a little bit of pork. And that's what that was. And then uh, I can't remember the rest of it because we both looked at each other and we went, can't do this. God. This is really different. This yeah. is hard, you know, but we, I loved it. I mean, the experience was, exactly. it, it was a great experience. I mean, and that's what and you they were do. so friendly. You were like, I want to eat it. You know, I, I know. want to. And that's just what you do on vacation is yeah. go experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't try to get too touristy Trappist, but this mm-hmm. is definitely one. You had to do that. Motine, you know, y'all, it's just Google. We'll have and it all on the blog. It's, it was cool to do that experience. Like mm-hmm. I would have been like, whatever. Yes. Had we just sat down 
for yes. dinner and I didn't know what to order. But I mean, there's caves and four oh, stories and you hear the history of it and well, yeah. it's just cool. But yeah, suckling pig is not my jam. Uh, they were in <laughs> their little heads and their little snouts oh. and everything. It was, it was there. It was like, you know, anyway, we loved it. Experience and A plus. Experience, too. the whole experience and, and just travel in the first place. If you can travel, please travel because you find out that everybody in the world, they speak different languages, they have different tastes in food, but we all have the same needs and and mm-hmm. and and wants. We all want the same thing. We all want to have, be happy and enjoy our families and and live in peace. And we just, ha- I mean, I loved the passion and the peacefulness that sort of lived side by side mm-hmm. in Spain or in Madrid, at least where we were, where people are very passionate, very, very uh, excited about life, this luscious life. But if, and and simultaneously, the most peaceful, peace-loving people I've, you've met, right? I mean, they're... I mean, I haven't been that far around the world. Do you have? I mean, I've hit some really nice places. And so, yeah, especially, I think, when you're a tourist. Yes. I mean... Yeah, some countries are more acceptable than that or not. But to go um, take the effort to mm-hmm. to listen to you and talk to you, and we're so ignorant, we don't know, you know, more than one language. Right. But for all these other people around the world to speak English, it's a little mortifying and also amazing and impressive. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, it is a very passionate vibe and culture. But it did feel very um, positive and peaceful. And pe- peaceful and safe and, and nurturing. There's a nurturing feeling to Madrid, mm-hmm. too. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, before we go on, I, I did, they did have a, a rally. Uh, they had, yeah, they had, I was going to go there. You want to go there? No, you. Um, this was all your experience. One of, one, of the, yeah, one of the days I just was having sort of a, you know, when you're traveling, you have a sort of a time where you just need to calm down. You get excited. We do a lot of things. And I had an afternoon. I didn't feel great. I was just sort of like, I need to sort of not drink. I need to not, I just need to be alone. And I went for a walk and went and I found myself, well, it was right outside our hotel, actually. <laughs> they, they had blocked off the streets and there was a protest. It was about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, conflict Gaza. and Gaza. And um, it was so it was but now if there was going to be trouble there's where would have been trouble because there must have been thousands and thousands and thousands of people Mm. and they were screaming and they were upset um and i had this beautiful woman which i met i wish i could remember her name but of course she was from majorca and she was also arabic and and i did i couldn't understand her name but she wanted me to know that she could. She knew who I was somehow from being in the hotel, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to know that Madrid was safe and that this that this was not who we were because some, there was some people. It was an angry protest. There were some angry people as they needed to be at this at this thing, and there was just this. I had this feeling of really. Um, I understood what they were saying, and I realized sometimes we all get passionate about what we feel is happening when we kind of need to hear the whole thing. Right. You know, and, but they needed to shout it out. They needed to do what they needed to do, but the world is in such conflict right now with misinformation and nobody here was wrong or right. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying the passion and the peace and the hurt that was going on in the streets made me cry. 
-hmm. And she made me cry because Mm -hmm. she was so, she took my hand and she said, this is not Madrid. And I said, have you been to the United States? (laughs) I didn't say that, but I thought that myself, like, would I go up to someone if they saw some really, not violent, but it was, it was really, I was, say, I was not there, but I didn't, it was, it was, think it was there was, there was a, there were groups, there were different factions in this parade. There were thousands and thousands of people. And in some cases it was ang- very angry. And in some cases it wasn't, there was a, a church choir singing, you know, mm-hmm. in different places and all that sort of thing. Madrid did a great job with that because, I mean, it was planned. It was you know, planned. We didn't have a note. And they, in our room that said tomorrow from four to seven, if yeah. you're going anywhere, please know that in central Madrid, there will be a protest. Yeah. So we didn't know what it was about. We didn't know what it was about. And I still, I know what it's about now, but I didn't, I couldn't understand all the different factions sure. because people were yelling at each other and having some trouble. So um, anyway, traveling gives you the, um, it gives you the knowledge for you, for you to make decisions on your own instead of listening to what people are yelling at you on TVs or on social medias, because no one really reads real news anymore. People listen to the news they want to agree with. And so I was, I, I found myself on the street with many factions of disagreeing people and thought, I love the fact that she wanted to say, this isn't just who we are. Right. Does that make sense? And, and it reminds me that when you travel, you get to realize yeah, we live in such a bubble in the United States and maybe in different current countries, they live in their own bubbles. But when we get outside of our bubbles, we can see how we're so much alike and we all just want the same thing. We want these wars to stop. We want the, the factions behind them to stop. And personally, I want some feminine energy in there to make it happen. So anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, I think activism is really part of or a part of activism is listening. Right. And I think we get hung up on the side or a story or our own experience. Or what we want it to be. We will, everyone, I think, wants it to be simple. Like, well, there's right and there's wrong. Oh, we, you can see evil when it's happening. But where's the subtlety of where you can mold it? What am I trying to say? Meet the... And insanity and the and the fear and the pain and meet that with some sort of structure that diffuses it. Mm-hmm. And right now we've got this going on. We got heads beating against heads like rams running into each other in the hills. And that's not the way you find peace. And so um certainly I know nothing about politics, but what I do know is that we need some different energy and in, in places where decisions are being made for these things to happen. Right, right. Traveling helps you see that. I think so. Mm-hmm. Always to, to be outside of yourself and to be an observer in different places where it doesn't necessarily affect you to remember that it affects mm-hmm. everyone or certain people and different groups, big and small. And then that affects the whole world. So mm-hmm. knowing, you know, what is going on outside of, you know, only what works for you and then not caring about the rest is just a limited right. way to be. I mean, we had a political figure staying in our hotel. Let's that, tell who it was. Well, I will, but the, the build-up <laughs> was that, you know, we would go in the back elevator instead of the main queue. It was just closer to our room or whatever, and you got to walk Can through. I just help you give us some re- reality to what we were staying in a really she room. We had a great room on the same floor. 
Don't no. tell yet. Okay, don't tell. Jeez. As a very important don't person. Don't jump the shark. I'm not Anyway, there was, so we were in the back but elevator. It's not a service elevator. It's like. No, I know. I'm just saying we chose the back one that led up. Right. And down to the spa in our room. And right when you got out of the elevator on our floor. Was. Was situated like security for days. Just sitting days. for hours and 24 hours and 48 hours. Just sitting. And. Then I started to notice like more security in numbers, some like armed guards outside. outside of the hotel. And so there was a little bit more of a fever pitch and we were in the Palm Court area, like a central dining area. Yes. And asked the hostess, like, well, we probably don't know who the Spanish special person is. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, you'll, you'll know. know. So we hung out down there waiting to see if, I don't know, Beyonce. We thought it was going to be like, yeah. Melody Cruz. Yeah, we were ready. We didn't know who it was going to be. Barack Obama. Yeah. Give me something. Give me something. And so then a group kind of walks through and we're like, huh? And she goes, let me have your phone. And Googled who it was. And Liz looks, she's like, oh, it's the president of Ecuador. (laughs) And we're so ignorant. I would not have picked him out of a lineup. I was so excited to see that we're so pitiful uh, that we want like celebrity uh, and of course it's like a grand political international right. it's a big deal he's probably hanging out with the king he was with Felipe and the president also I mean, Felipe is the king we found that out and Leticia he did I looked at his Instagram and he anyway we, I, we never really knew what before we get off him. this subject of the president of Ecuador and which I did take a video of and I did but no I looked more on Instagram it wasn't him it was one of the generals. Anyway, anyway, he dressed beautifully. And so I figured he had to be the guy. So I took this video and immediately, of course, it, it's not real. It's not on Instagram. So I put it on my story. Lee goes, you need to take that off right now. We are going to be in trouble. Meanwhile, let me back up 24 hours before this happened. And then we're going to promise I go off this subject. We come in. And, and it's not that we were, you know, two in our cups, but one of us was a little in our cups this one night when we walked in. <laughs> and we have been curious about the security detail. Like, why are they just, they're just sitting there. They're all armed up, but they're on their phones, like teenagers, just like scrolling Instagram and stuff. So finally, hours. so finally just like stops. We're on the way to our room. She, this is late at night. And she goes, I want it just what are y'all doing here? What is happening? You know, I don't know all the words you said because as soon as she started berating the guys with the microphones and the guns and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought it's time for me to go to the room. So I left you. You left me. I left you. I was right behind you, but I'm pretty sure they didn't respond. Luckily, it's almost like I felt sure rude because you walk by somebody for they didn't speak ten times a day, and you just go buenas, hola. 20 times, and I wanted to be like, so, Jorge, aren't you fucking bored? Jorge! I mean, Eduardo, like, you, you I, anyway, I don't know what I'm doing really walking funny. back and forth down the hall 15 times, but it felt just miserable, but I guess when they have a, a moment of racing around to get the president of Ecuador to his car, it's mm-hmm. fine again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for him. Anyway, I could thank sit God. in a hotel hall. Yeah. At least we were on the same floor <laughs> as, the, as the president. That was great. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, he's the youngest president, second youngest president of Ecuador. They're having a lot of gang drug problems. gang problems. And so, hopefully, he fixes that. So are we. Maybe he needs to come to America. More power to you. Go. Ecuadorian. Go. Daniel. Yeah. Is that his name? Daniel. Yeah. Right. But you, the one who you thought it was. I know. I 
don't know, but he had the security detail around him too, and he was wearing all these General, buttons and things and stars and hats and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that um, was our celebrity setting. Yeah, celebrity. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, the birthday has gone really, really well. It has. And I have yet to thank all the people. I feel like I am receiving the Academy Award and thank <laughs> you for the best birthday party. And Abby and Sarah and Carrie and all the, and Clary and for, oh my God, the videos and all those sort of things. And I felt so celebrated. Oh, good. I really wanted to say that. I wanted to say that on the pod and I wanted to say it to everyone. And also to say that we came in late that night and we didn't actually write down every single person's name on some of the gifts I've got. So I'm excited, but I promise you get this thank you night. It might be it few months from now or <laughs> for the wrong thing <laughs> for the wrong thing but we got on the plane the next day but what I wanted to bring up and you know how yeah. much I love uh Glennon Doyle and um what's the name of their podcast we can do hard things right so for some reason while I'm in Madrid I just was I don't know what I was doing anyway I listened to part of her podcast and they were talking about birthdays mm -hmm. oh, oh perfect oh they were going to talk about birthdays and it's my birthday week and they were really, really, it was sort of like the Joan of the Highway at Baez, like birthdays. Y'all don't know who that is. I anyway. know, I know. The 60s, sort of like, you know, things are not going well. I'm a protester for the Vietnam War. I'm going to sing this song and it's going to be sad the whole time. Anyhow, you know I love Glennon, so still love Glennon, but come on, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the most depressing podcast I have ever heard. I'm going, y'all. You don't want to celebrate your birthday. Don't do it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to tell Glennon and I want to tell everybody. It took me to I was 50 years old mm -hmm. to understand. I think they actually hit on this point. They're really so brilliant and good. It took me until I was 50 years old, 49 in several months, to realize that no one appreciated the celebration of me more than I did. That does not make you a narcissist. That does not make you uh, anything but you. If you can't recognize how your birth is important to you, then you're living some miserable times. So I decided when I was gonna turn 50 that I was gonna have a huge birthday party. And I did. And I had, <laughs> and I remember my husband, Aubrey said, God, I feel like we just threw a wedding. Yeah, we, we threw it at it. And I realized I planned that. I made that happen. And I invited the people I wanted to be in the room with me. And I finally felt celebrated. And I realized that all those years I had spent going, why can't they read my mind? Why don't the people that love me so much understand what I need? Because I didn't tell them. <laughs> And you can't read people's mind. So, and they did on We Can Do Hard Things. They did say, make the point, ask people what they want and let them tell you. Right. And so I, you know, when you said to me, I, I love to be celebrated. To me, the older I get, I'm of course going to celebrate every day, every moment, every, every week of my life because these are limited. Right. And so birthdays, while some of you might go, wow, she really went overboard or because she quit talking about her birthday. No, <laughs> I'm not going to quit talking about my birthday. And when you have your birthday, I'm not going to quit talking about yours either and yours either. 
And I don't want any of you to quit talking about your birthday because you got to be born, you got to be here, and this is your time. So let's have a party. Mm -hmm. Or don't, if if you don't want to, (laughs) don't. But do it the way you want to do and don't hold resentment because people didn't understand Ah. it. Moral of the story. Yep. That is so true. We have expectations that we think everybody will just come to us and and do grand things because we deserve it or we've done it for them and that's just martyrdom. And and saying what you want is not wrong. And it's it, it's it's not only not wrong, it's necessary. Yeah. And I remember when you and I first got together, I don't know why this sticks in my hmm. head. It was your birthday. And we were so happy to be together. And you said, all I want to do, and I hope you were telling me the truth. I know. All I want to do is go to the movie, hold your hand, and be together. (laughs) And we did. We did. And we just, it was so, for me, I had a great time on your birthday. Right. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you've set the expectations. And then, you know, you've communicated. I Mm -hmm. think that's huge. People Mm -hmm. can't read your mind. And a lot of my birthdays, I like to say, I want to do what I want to do on that day. And sorry, but you might not know until that day what I feel like and how I want to celebrate life and each other. It might feel loud. It might feel quiet. It might be a different day. And that's okay. I mean, there aren't rules. Right. And respecting the fact that you and I are partners and that we're so different. Mm-hmm. And if you turn around to me this year or anytime right now and say, hey, my birthday is May 19th. You better get the party figured out now. Or if you just go, I want it. What you usually say is what you just said. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to. I just want to wake up and do what I want to do spontaneously at that moment. Yeah. Which we really should be able to do every day. But we can't. <laughs> there's, some, there's some other things we have to yeah. do in a day. But yeah. That, that is so true. Yeah. And I think that point about that you and I are really so different kind of goes back to the travel too, mm-hmm. that we really are so different, but we come together in this very magical way where we want mm-hmm. the best for each other. Like your um, wishes, your boundaries, even your dreams and hopes like might look different from mine, but you let me know them yeah. and I let you know mine. And because we hear each other and listen to we each listen. other and communicate and don't hold resentment, no. then that's why it works because you're working together on something without just hoping you'll figure out everything that I need. I wish I had the words to say how great it is to travel with you. I don't have those words because it's just like we meld into this one person and we it's not that we don't have some conflict, we don't have much not hard no. at all, actually. And we just enlighten each other. Mm-hmm. There's words I don't un- understand in the English language that I want to bring mm-hmm. out, but it's like this lightning happens. Like we lighten our moods. We lighten our, our love is higher and floatier, you know, and we just enjoy the fact that we, we don't have to figure things out. Right. You just can't do actually you've already figured them out. You do no, them all the time. Okay, but I mean it's like you say around the holidays. Don't yeah. set your expectations so high. Yeah. I mean, we always say I could go anywhere with you. We have the good fortune to get to pay to fly to some different places in the world and just experience that. So if you have the same kind of mentality about it, I mean we do. Mm-hmm. Like neither of us want to wake up and go find a coffee shop down the street and start the day at 8 a.m. And so that's great. But let's say you did and I didn't want to, then we don't. Like the day you needed to be by yourself, I'm 
you know, we're talking about it. was only like an hour too. For five seconds. It's weird because I don't like to be away from you. No, but if you need to. But I just needed needed to be focused on something because something Mm -hmm. was, it was, it was just, I was having a moment. And I love that. But what you just said about the mornings, you know, you're a go go getter. You get up and go. And And when I'm on vacation, I stay in the bed. I order room service. I read the news. I then very slowly move <laughs> and you're open to that. Yeah. And and I'm open to you doing your thing. And, and then, that's in life. And then when you come back together, oh, it's just like the freedom that you feel to be free and held, you know, so is so perfect for you and I. Right. I, and I want that for you all, for everyone. And if you're not having it, you're missing out on some really good <laughs> stuff. It's really good yeah. stuff. Don't be afraid to say what you want. Yeah, yeah, and don't yeah, and because all of us, men and women, and most of I think maybe our podcast people that listen to us, most of you are heterosexual, and men and women are really different. Yes, but men are not stupid. Women are not stupid. We can talk to each other and find those levels where we can communicate, and it doesn't have to be trade offs. And that's one thing I've noticed in. I noticed in my own marriage and, and then I noticed in some of my friends' marriages that life was a trade-off. Mm-hmm. I give you this if you give me that. Right. You and I don't trade. No, not we do not trade. Day. We what do we do? We we focus on the I same. mean, I think for example, I just told you at one point, you know, I know how important freedom is to you, whatever that means. Yeah. Like, you go do what you need to do right now. And I'm a grown-ass woman. Like, I'll do what I need to do. I mean, to think that, you know, it's like stop getting your feelings hurt. Not everything somebody is doing is doing is against you. Like, love comes when you really, truly accept whatever that person needs at that time. That's not just rude or, you know... And allow narcissistic, them. But, yeah. Right. Allow them. And I think that's, I, I just really can go back into my marriage because, you know, I respect Aubrey so much. Mm-hmm. But I can see where we went wrong on some of those things. What's well, about high, high expectations, uh, trade offs, you know, just how about finding where the root of that matter is? <clears throat> and whereas sometimes um, the male energy is a little harder to come into. The, the more yin energy, the feeling energy, the expression of their feelings, it can be done. <laughs> yes. And it's not complicated. I mean, it's, it's not, not as complicated, complicated as we make it be. Right. And it, it does help that we're both women. I think so, And we too. have that energy. But um, <clears throat> I do see some great heterosexual uh, mar- marriages or relationships where they have found that way to do it. Mm-hmm. And just takes... It takes courage to be yourself. Right. And once you have that courage to respect yourself enough to say, I'm important enough right. to really let you love me. Yeah. Not just yeah. the facade or the person you I want you to think I am. Mm. Don't trade off. Just start living. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we get to do. And, and, and that's how we're going to celebrate birthdays and yeah. celebrate every single day. Yes. Gosh, I want to come up and I want, I want to thank Molly Shaw for a book she gave me that I've started reading every single morning starting today because I was in Spain until today. And it's about... <laughs> so you don't read on vacation? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. No, but I didn't have the book with me. No, I know. And, but it's um, it's a poet that was actually on We Can Do Hard Things uh, that she gave me. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not coming up with the name, but... She's she's really talking about this yeah. in in the um in the book. The next podcast I'll tell you because that good of a book. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, find ways to uh, 
respect yourself enough to let somebody love you. I love you. I love you too. Did we do it? We did it again. Welcome home. Here we are. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. Bye.